All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 16 of Just the Jams podcast, the podcast where we deep dive into video game music. I am one of your co-hosts, Patrick Forche, joined by, as always, Mallory Lesher. How are you doing today, Mallory? I just realized this is our Sweet 16 episode. That is correct. Uh, (laughs) More importantly, 16 is a power of two and you only have so many power of two uh celebrations people like to celebrate the tens but that's stupid because they're stupid i'll tell you why powers of two are more exciting okay because binary runs the world and you actually have a lot fewer power of two uh celebrations in your life so for example um you only get what six power of twos in your whole life you get two I mean, I guess technically you count zero and one, but who cares about those? But I guess, yeah, you get two, four, eight, 16, 32, 64, and that's it. So you get six, unless you plan to live to be 128. I do. And so... Your facial expression just now, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, when you turn 32, you'll be 100000. That'll be your, which is a way cooler thing. That'll be my thing. binary code. Yeah. Then, uh, then turning, uh, you know, like 30. Who gives a crap? You'll turn 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, 90, 100. Who cares? But you turn 32 and then 64. And then if you live to be 128, all the power to you. But uh, all yeah, all the power to you. All the pa- exactly. All the power of two. Yeah. Moving on. You know what else because... is a power of two? Nope. So two this co-hosts is on this our... amazing podcast. <laughs> this is the second part of our Horizon that Zero. That was my segue. Dawn You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, that was horrible, and it's best that we just ignored that for the viewers' sake. Um, so last episode, we only did a few songs because we ended up going on like an hour long rant. But this episode, we're actually going to hop right into it. So uh, we're not going to waste any time here. We ranted enough last episode. So let's jump into our first track.
So that was a boon. And uh, this song or track or piece, whatever you want to call it, this plays um, when Aloy wins the proving. And so this is early on in the game. And uh, the proving is basically Aloy is outcasted from her society because she doesn't have a mother. Um, You find out why later. Basically, it turns out that she is um, a clone of um, Elizabeth. Um, Dr. Solbeck. Yeah. I don't, is she a clone or is she just her child? She's a clone. Um, because, uh, Gaia, right? Um, the AI that tries to restore life after, well, the horizon, the, the project zero dawn, um, takes Elizabeth's, um, DNA, I guess. And so, Aloy is born from that. So she's a clone, yeah. Yeah, so basically um, the repopulate part of Project Zero Dawn was repopulating the Earth with humans, so they had a bunch of like embryos kept over, but uh, Aloy, which would have been kind of the first uh, peoples ever to, to kind of come in after the repopulation, but um those were those were generations ago so Aloy is kind of the first person that wasn't born into these tribes um for a long time so her the particular religion of her tribe uh, is very uh, matriarchal and so she was basically considered an outcast because she didn't have a mother and so she was taken up um by this uh guy who chose to be an outcast um Rost and uh, so he raises her kind of as an outcast outside of their village. Um, and the proving is something that she does at like a neighboring village, which is part of their tribe. And if she wins that, she's basically able to uh, earn her citizenship, more or less. Um, and so this song plays uh, when that happens and, and this... Um, basically bad tribe or called the eclipse start attacking and so you kind of have the the victory at the start and then it goes into the kind of sad there's like a challenge and an attack going on um which is you know it's a short track but it's got a lot going on so mallory what are your thoughts on it um this you're right like this has a lot going into it um and we are going to listen to a a track from the end of the game later on in the episode. So I want us to remember what the victory sounds like in this track, um, because they might, it might be a hint towards that theme that we hear later on in the game. Um, you know, with the soaring strings and everything, the thing I want to focus on for this track right now, though, is that when the prove, sorry, when the eclipse show up, the eclipse, the interactions with them are kind of characterized by these really heavy, Um, drum beats and synthesizer sounds that are more like, you know, you've got like electronic drums, a lot going on with that. Um, And that's kind of what the Eclipse sounds like. So correct me if I'm wrong, because again, it has been a while since I played this game, but the like the Eclipse um, use the machines. Yes. Whereas Aloy's tribe like abhors machine technology. Right. Um, 
And so that explains kind of why they have, uh, why you get kind of the synths and stuff for them because they're kind of like, um, they do use machine technology. So it would be more closely related to the machines. Yeah. And they're using machine technology for bad. And so you've got these really intense themes going on with all that. Because even like, you know, when you listen to other music in the soundtrack with the tribes that are using machines kind of for good, the music doesn't sound so dire because they're not the bad guys in this in this game as well. Okay, so so walk us through this track, like walk us through what's happening, because, again, this kind of covers two different emotional beats. Um, <clears throat> so walk us through kind of the instrumentation and stuff that's going on here. Um and how you think it switches between those uh, those emotional beats. Yeah. So at the beginning, um, there's a lot of really, you know, the soaring strings. You've got some really high up, um, uh, like, violins and things like that. You've got some tribal drums, really. You know, it's like the, the really upbeat, like, this is a ceremony. You know, it's the proving. that It's like a drum circle sound is what I'm getting at. Um, you do have a little bit of electronic stuff going on in the background, I think. But that really quickly transitions into, um, you know, the uncertainty. Here comes another challenge, right? Um, Where it becomes a little bit more ambient, a lot darker. You hear Aloy's theme a little bit. Um, We're still in the victory. So do we get a key change when it goes darker? Um, Yes, it does sound like we get a key change a little bit after um, we hear Aloy's theme. Um. Which is not, I believe we hear Aloy's theme, or at least like a, a snippet of it intertwined with the victory theme. And then well, after that would that, make sense, right? Because right. Aloy has won, she's victorious. And her theme itself is uh, a rather victorious theme. If yeah, you aren't familiar with her theme, uh, go back to our last episode. We yeah. do talk about it. <laughs> we did talk about it for a while. Um, yeah. So there's, after that, so... Really, it sounds like there's a challenge, but I think that's because when you do the proving, you almost lose. Um, and so that's what that music was that we're hearing is like the you you might lose the proving and then you win. And then after that, we've got this like really low bass and we've got the electronic drums. And it's I think that's where it changes key a little bit because this is like really foreboding now. To me, this track signals you know, this is the turning point in the game for Aloy, for the, the whole story, because suddenly attackers are coming in to where she's from and she's being introduced to the dangers of the world outside in in this whole part of the of the story. Um, so this piece transitions us from like she is trying to achieve something in, in her life, um, the proving so that she can be accepted back into the tribe. But then, like, there's a threat outside of that that is, you know, creating something a lot worse that she's going to have to deal with. And that's our game that we're playing, right? Well, yeah, it's actually kind of funny because she spends all of this time training so she can win the proving. And then basically right when she wins it, she's like, "Okay, I'm leaving. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So it's pretty interesting um, because this is our like big this this piece is actually like the big moment at the beginning of the game. Right. Yeah. this sets you on the quest for everything else. And so the music gives you a taste of a lot of 
things that are you're going to hear in the rest of the game because we have Aloy's theme a little bit. We have victory theme. We have a little bit of a hint of what the eclipse sounds like, which is like that those heavy drums and the bass and the electronic drums and everything. Um, and you do hear with some of the ambience, you hear a contrabass flute, which we incorrectly identified last episode as a didgeridoo. Um, it didgeridon't sound like that it is a contrabass flute. So, <laughs> no, I'm not acknowledging that joke. It was <laughs> wasn't good. I had to say it. It was in my head. We messed up, and so it was a didgeridoo. Don't. <laughs> it was a contrabass flute. That's what that was. <laughs> Does that mean it's time for the next song? Um, the next yeah. one is going to be a lot more. It's going to have a lot more of the theme of the eclipse. So we'll listen to yeah. that. So let's move on to that. It's a, It should be a natural kind of flow from basically the eclipse attacking into uh, actually more uh, music kind of based solely on the eclipse.
So that was the spreading eclipse. And this is basically battle music. So whenever you fight the eclipse. So essentially in Horizon, there are kind of two types of fighting uh, or two, two kind of types of combat. There's combat against the machines and then combat against humans. Um, and they're very different in how you'll approach it because, you know, machines are very dangerous uh, depending on which ones you're fighting. Um, and humans really aren't. They're, they're not too much of a problem. <laughs> yeah. You, you can kind of just go annihilate them with, uh, with your bow. They're, like, really um, stupid. Yeah. The only difficulty dumb. is when you have to do the boss battles. And even then, yeah. like, they... They're, I don't know. I think the machine boss battles are a lot more difficult. They take longer and they're more interesting, I think. Well, the machines are just like, they're way more interesting. I mean, uh, what are the, what's the big T-Rex one called? Trying to remember. That's a good question. Because I'm only thinking about like the huge one that you beat towards the end of the game, right? Like the just like those that just kind of roam around. Yeah. But if you accidentally run into them when you're not like wickedly geared out, they'll just annihilate yes, you. Yes, dude. Um, and then I tried to fight one from, and this is what I said last episode. My my expertise in this game was finding that little crack in the geography where the enemy couldn't like attack me. Except that one that roams around in the desert. No matter where I hid, it had those cannons. So I was done for Mm -hmm. until I figured out how to take it down without, like, hiding, you know? (laughs) Yeah. The best is when you pit one of those against another one of those. And then you just get to watch them battle. Right? That's the kind Um, of stuff that now beat the game. I want to, like, find those kind of really entertaining things to do. I, I was already entertained by the game. But, like, you know, I don't even think I ever read anything other than, like, a grazer, which is weird. Road. Did oh, I say red? No fun. <laughs> yeah, you you said red. <laughs> Road. <laughs> um. So there's a lot more for me to do. Like I feel like I played that game for so long, and I did, but I there's so much I haven't done that is just fun to go back and. Well, yeah. If you get like the fully upgraded staff that you can, um, like convert any machine. Yeah, and I did that. Like I did all of the cauldrons before I went and finished the game. And so I never even tried to which is crazy. Like I didn't even think about trying some of the, you know, heftier machines. I just was like, okay, I'll take it down. Like let me go find like yeah, a sawtooth or like, something. Or if you like get them into a camp, they'll just like nuke everybody. It's <laughs> hilarious. Um, Wreaking yeah. havoc. That's something I should, you know, do next no it's and it's like a legitimate strategy like if you can get them to fight each other yeah then it it makes your life a lot easier and um and i'm excited for with horizon 2 and the you know the fancy new processor that they have at their disposal um what kind of ai stuff that they'll you'll be able to do and all that stuff so i'm I'm looking forward to that but anyway we digress oh but Um, i also was gonna say the audio too because this game relies on you listening like a lot Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's no doubt the audio is going to be great, but yeah. uh, we'll have to wait at least a year for that. So let's talk about the here and now, which is uh, fighting the Eclipse. Yeah, so the Eclipse are kind of like an evil tribe. Um, they are uh, they're like a um, an offshoot of the sun people. 
but they're like the bad just, guy version. Yeah, they're crazy. Um, <clears throat> so, um, yeah, this is what you hear whenever you're kind of in battle with them. So it's 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 on a loop, uh, of course, because all battle themes are. Because who knows how long it's going to last? Um, which is why it's fairly repetitive. But honestly, like when you're actually fighting, you don't really pay attention to the music until it stops or starts like when it starts you know that the fight has started and when it ends you know you've killed everybody around yeah um so other than that like when you're in the game this is like for me this is a track that is you know it's not that exciting you're not really going to pay a lot of attention to it because you're focused on other things um so it's fine but it's it's like certainly not what I would consider one of the best tracks in the game, but I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? Talk talk to me about it musically. Yeah, no, I agree. And like even the melody in the for the melody for most of this track, it's a five and a half minute long track, and the melody is bana 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 bana, and like that's what you hear constantly. Yeah, because it's just like basically it ramping the tension. Yeah, it's like there's there's tension. You're in a fight. Right. So like that's the eclipse theme, but also you know. Even more than that, we get intense drums and machine sounds and stuff like that. And we have something that's super distorted, which maybe electric guitar, super distortion it's definitely sound. definitely not an electric guitar. Or it could be, it's you know, a, a synth sure with a plug-in. Yeah. I'm which sure is what an electric guitar is. It's just a, a guitar with a plug-in. So you put a... Well, that's you put not a, true. Well, you put a... You could put, you know, a distortion plug-in on anything and it's like... Yeah, but that's... That is... Not, I mean, yes, if you run it through a digital thing, but if you're using an analog amp. Oh, no, that's not what then, I meant. <laughs> then no, you're actually like overloading the vacuum tubes and that's yeah. what causes it. Like that's how distortion started. Like, yes, right. nowadays you can get pedals and stuff that just make, mess with the signal yeah. and make it distortion. But. Right. Yeah. Anyway, and like all on. these pedals and plugins and things like that, you know, if you distort something enough, like a lot of distortion sounds similar. If you treat like a bunch of synths with the same distortion. So that's what we got going on here. Um, but yeah, no, I like this. I just like this track a lot. And I wanted to talk about these two tracks back to back because in a boon, we don't hear the eclipse theme, but I think because we hear the drums played the way that they are it hints at like Aloy doesn't know who the Eclipse is at that point yet I'm pretty sure you don't actually know who they are they just like they've come in and they've caused a horrible mess of the town and everything and killed people and all that other sh- stuff and well yeah they kill Ross they well. kill Ross yeah and so like I think the music is similar um, because it is the Eclipse but because Aloy doesn't know that it's the Eclipse, that's why we don't get, like, the theme. Right, and I think that's the mark of any good soundtrack is kind of having, you know, when you're relating to a specific group or character or whatever, have, like, part of their theme weave in and out so that, like, you have that subconscious or subliminal... um, uh, I'm forgetting the word, but like, yeah, you kind of understand subliminally that this is what we're talking about or dealing with. And I love the panning in this. Um, and if you're not familiar with what panning is, it's basically if you hear a sound move from like the left to the right speakers. 
or you know back and forth between the speakers or your headphones um panning is just that audio moving around it sounds like it's moving around panning is actually just lowering and raising the volume in different sides of your headphones right like that's what it actually is it's not physically moving um so we have panning going on in this track and that's why i also was thinking about yeah in this game if you're playing with headphones or even if you have like a surround sound system or whatever this game relies a lot on spatial audio um, and even, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's a hundred percent accurate all the time though, because I'd be like super far away from a machine. And once I put on, like turned on the focus, I was like, oh my gosh, where is it? You know, like you hear a machine super close once you put the focus on and it could be really far away. So that was a little disorienting, but it makes sense because it's the focus. That was what the focus supposed to it's do. It's focusing on the sounds and everything too. It amplifies it. Um, but it would always make it sound a lot closer. And when I was like hiding and stuff, you know, like that's, it was a little disorienting. I remember when I first started playing the game, it was disorienting, but I got used to it. But um, mm. objects in mirror are closer than they appear. It's like driving, Mallory. It's a uh... <laughs> shut it's up. Tough, but you'll 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 understand it. No. <laughs> um. Well, I'm not listening to it backwards the same way I would look through a mirror when I'm driving. So. This song that we're listening to, um, that we just listened to, The Spreading Eclipse, is by a different artist. We've been listening to a lot of stuff by Yoris Dim Man, and so now we're listening to The Flight. So that's a different artist who helped with composing um, for this soundtrack. And so I think it's interesting that Yoris handled the first appearance of the eclipse in the game, but the theme really isn't in there. And then um, the flight, they've handled the actual theme of the eclipse and the battle music and everything. So I wonder, like, what sort of collaboration they actually had on this. Yeah. I think um, they, like I'm sure they were working closely together. Right. I think and, and there are several other people that have worked on this soundtrack. I think that Yoris was the primary composer and then um, other artists were supporting or um contributing specific works things like that there isn't too much um when you're researching about this soundtrack to be honest so it's a little bit difficult to figure out what the relationship is um when they were writing the music you know and figuring out who it, figuring out if it was like really a rigid system like oh okay i'll work on this you work on that and that's it or if it was like more flexible and maybe they're just like oh yeah, okay, like, this was your song, like, you wrote most of this. You know, we don't really know um, how everybody worked on everything because it's kind of difficult to find information about the soundtrack. But I do find that interesting. Um, that's another reason why I wanted to play these two these two songs back-to-back -back, because two different artists worked on them. Yeah, and, and it's, it's interesting that... Um, they do carry the similar themes, despite the fact that two different artists are working on them. So you can tell that, uh, yeah, there was a there was a high deal of collaboration, and it may have even been that, uh, you know, that they were kind of going off yours's notes or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, but I think that takes us to our next song, so we can go ahead and listen to that one now. Yeah, well, let's jump into it.
so we just listened to what the seeker had sought and this one is by uh yours as well i believe mm-hmm. uh correct me if i'm wrong there but uh this actually has some interesting story implications so this plays when you go to um i believe it's pronounced eleuthia and this is a, uh, this is what's known as a cradle in Horizon, and these cradles are basically the places where um, human embryos were gestated, um, and they were kind of held um, in uh, in like stasis for about seven hundred years until an unknown signal kind of got them all ramped up. And this is actually the place where um, I believe the this is where um, Aloy comes from yeah. as well. So uh, Eleuthia 9 is um, the place that this place from. And this is like the uh, what the Nora tribe, which is uh, Aloy's tribe, called like the All-Mother. Because um, this is kind of the like female voice that says stuff and does a few things. And so they worship this as their god. And right. it's really just... Um, like a, a facility that makes people. Well, it's it's Gaia's um, voice. Yeah, it's Gaia's voice. It's the AI's voice. Um, so, I mean, you, you really have to play through the game to get all of the story context. Because honestly, like, there's a ton going on here yeah. with respect to kind of like what's happening with Gaia and all that stuff. And, and honestly, I think I'm going to replay this game so it's more fresh in my brain when Horizon 2 comes out. Um, because, yeah, I mean, after... The next big game to come out is kind of Ghost of Tsushima, and then there isn't really a whole lot until the new consoles come. So I might just replay Horizon over the summer. You should. Because that is a great game. Yeah. it. Uh, I remember it being great, and I really remember loving the story. And I like I particularly like love kind of sci-fi stuff like this, and I think they did this really well because um, it was... Um, it was very unexpected how, like, I the whole game, you're kind of questioning, like, how did this post-apocalyptic, or they call it, like, a post-post-apocalyptic world or something come about? And um, the answer that you get is not what I expected it to be. So I think that's really cool. Um, but I like this track. Like, it's it's fairly ambient. It's It's interesting. I don't know. What are your thoughts on it? So when we listen to this track in the game... Um, it's not entire. I'm not entirely sure what point this music plays in the game, but um, it should be during the time where Aloy becomes a seeker, and maybe it's right around the time where the matriarchs are debating about it. Um, and the matriarchs in the game, one of them is pretty much on Aloy's side the entire time. There's another matriarch that's completely against everything they want to do to help Aloy, and then there's somebody that's kind of in the middle. So that there's that dynamic there, and and they're voting on whether or not they're going to send her. Um, so this music, if you notice, there's almost no like machine sounds or electronic things going on. There's a little bit of like heavy bass that sounds a little bit electronic, but for the most part, it's like very, um, I want to say symphonic, but obviously this isn't like a full symphony orchestra. Um, you know, it's it's not a full string section, but it sounds like it's very um, there's a lot of woodwind and strings going on. Um, but I think that's important that there isn't a lot of machine going on because, you know, Aloy, Aloy doesn't really know 
for an extremely long time in the game what she's actually getting into. Well, and there's also the very subtle human voice. Like I feel like a lot of the a lot of the tracks around about Aloy and her story uh, feature uh, Julie Elvin, mm-hmm. and I think that's just part to to bring home the, to bring the human connection to Aloy in particular that she is um, a human of this world. And so even if it gets kind of bonkers, you still have this grounding of an actual person's voice. Yeah. Which is also really, really interesting because she's a clone and she's the only clone that we know of in this game and this world. And she's like the most human character. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh... In behavior, in in like what you do and, and like how the soundtrack characterizes her and everything. Well, I mean, she's the most human character with kind of how we relate to her, yeah. but the rest of the characters are human within the context of their world. Yeah. Aloy is um, an outlier because she's literally an outlier. Like, she is an outcast yeah. and does not exist in, you know, she grew up outside of their world and she grew up with this focus. Um, and so those two things allowed her to kind of understand the world on a different level than uh the village of the nora tribe and stuff like that who are very religious um whereas aloy's not she doesn't have you know it's not sacrilege to her to to go into these places and she doesn't practice any of their dogma so to her you know she's kind of the perfect character to play as for us because we see the game through her perspective yeah. and we're learning things as she learns them. Yeah, which is really cool. I think that's a clever way to um, frame the game and to give us perspective because, you know, we have a reason to believe that she wants to explore because that's who she is. And I like that. You know, it's not just like, I think a lot of times when you have a hero's journey story, it's overtold because, um, and everybody knows this because it's just somebody who's reacting to the world around them and just being like, okay, I guess I just have to go save people now. Like, Oh, I guess I have to go do this now. And Aloy has, I would say the beginning of the game feels like the start of a hero's journey story because, um, or at least like, this is like a, a a telling of that arc in a different way. Because, um, you know, she she is someone, she doesn't know anything about what's going on outside because nobody in her tribe does. Um, and then she begins to learn things and she's trying to figure out where she came from and her background and everything. But in the end, like, she does choose to help everybody and it's not just something she falls into, really. So I guess the question is, do you think that the music, especially when it relates to Aloy, does a good job of conveying that? Yes. Um, it sets it apart. You know, she gets the vo- the vocal lines. She gets the, you know, the victory music that sounds similar to her theme, right? Like, the music is really focused on her. And um, I think it's really clear when we have these external factors like the eclipse coming into the focus and of the music and then we can hear how different it is. Yeah, and how and she interacts that's... with other people too. Right. And and I think that's important to have these very distinct themes because then you really as the player 
are transported to that specific mindset based on the theme that's playing at the time or the kind of variations of those themes or even just in this case having that human voice and they use the same singer for all of Aloy's tracks yeah um so having that to kind of ground you oh and I'm not saying because she's a clone she's not human I just thought that was kind of funny that she gets the um the human vocal lines (laughs) but she is a clone right like like she is very different from everybody else, um, but the music humanizes her because she is a human in that world. You know what I mean? Like the there was a little bit of like irony there. I thought was funny, but that's true. We are uh, pro clone on this show. <laughs> so you know, um, it is. I just I don't know. I like this music because it hints at what you're gonna have to do next, but it's not really showing you that much. Like you know, you don't even get. I think with Aloy's theme, you get a little bit of like machine sounds because, you know, she's part of that world. She has the the focus. She's grown up with it. In this track, we have uncertainty. She's about to go out into the world. And um, maybe it's a little comforting to have this like simple music at this point in the game. Not simple, but familiar. I agree. So that brings us to our next track. Let's get to it.
So we just listened to Force Multiplication, and this is another battle theme, and this plays when Aloy is fighting um, or close to Corruptors and Deathbringers. And uh, Corruptors, um, if I'm remembering correctly, Corruptors corrupt other machines. Yeah. And Deathbringers are just like these giant, like, missile turret things they're kind of a pain in the ass it's like a gigantic crab that has yeah armored everything and just shoots all kinds of bullets at you not bullets but like projectiles i guess yeah these are things that are typically like boss fights and stuff there aren't a lot of them they aren't really just roaming around the world yeah um so yeah this is kind of the 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 battle theme that plays there and and so again this is uh similar to the eclipse one um this is looped and stuff like that so you know it might not be as exciting but there are definitely parts i know Ma- that mallory wants to talk about because they are kind of interesting so hit me mallory what are they so about a minute or so in is when i think this track starts to get really interesting there's two things that happen that i really like the first one is that we have um these really staccatoed um bowed notes on the strings so we get like a rhythm from the strings the the low string section so it's like bump 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 right and it just sounds i don't know i like the sound of of like staccatoed stringed instruments like that when it's really low it's a really full deep bass sound um and it's really punchy and then um after that we start to hear the actual mechanics of the machine and so you it sounds like something's sliding into place or something's moving and i'm surprised that that's in this track because when i was in these boss fights i was thinking i don't really know what is moving on the machine to make that sound and then you hear it in the soundtrack and now i'm thinking oh that was actually part of the soundtrack maybe that wasn't part of the machine moving and so i just i like that in this track because that's yeah, an interesting it's, it's an- it's an interesting thing to include uh, those sorts of sounds within the soundtrack. And I think it's just to make it feel more mechanical and, and uh, less human. Like, you know, in contrast to what we were talking about when the tracks are related to Aloy, they have this grounding humanity in a human voice and stuff. Here we add some these very synthetic sounds, these machine-style sounds um, that sound like machines moving or something. And I, I'm sure it's it's actively there to kind of confuse the player because it is like a boss fight and stuff like that. But also, um, it's just to kind of drive home the point that, no, this is not, like, you're not with people anymore. These are weird synthetic sounds. It's all synths and stuff like that. And these like mechanical clangs and things. And, you know, they're not, it's not related to people. This is the machine world that you're dealing with now. Yeah. Honestly, I think that's a really important thing to note. Like with these, um, when we listened to the Eclipse battle track, um, there was... A lot. I would say it was similar because it focused a lot on machines, but um, it still didn't have like the same feeling as this when you're like facing this huge machine that is meant to wreak destruction on everything. Yeah, and and so I mean, it, it takes a lot to make a really great um, like boss theme and Horizon. I mean, 
none of the bosses are like bosses that you'd fight in like God of War or Final Fantasy or something in the sense that like they're just these crazy over the top like godlike things. They're just kind of machines from the world um, or like situations where you have to fight a lot of them in like a confined space or something like that. Um, but what I've noticed about this track and and like or about this soundtrack overall is like so it, it I think it does do a really good job of splitting um, human music and machine music, yeah. and I think that's really important. It's almost like you have two separate tra- soundtracks there. Um, there's also like a lot of the pieces are very ambient. Um, like ambience, I think, and uh, distance is a theme throughout this. Um, I agree. And I think, like, to me, there's three main kinds of music, specifically on your point, that we get in the soundtrack, which is, like, um, and ignoring any of, like, the in-game music, like, if you if you run, if you cross paths with, like, a band or something, um, which, fun fact, I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that they modeled... Um, the the players in the game for like the composers, some of the composers, <laughs> so they're like in the game playing instruments. Um, I think that was the flight, but yeah. So um, you get like story music, which is the really cinematic stuff, like when we listen to what the seeker had sought, right? Um, when we're getting cutscenes or there's something really important happening, um, we get battle music, and we get like our human music or specifically like Aloy's music um, and, and not just like a, like a story song. And, and, and that's kind of what I'm thinking because when you have the final bosses, the music is different, right? That's kind of like story driven music. Um, we don't, when we have boss battles in this game, we don't really get specific boss battle themes like we would for final fantasy. Yeah, I totally agree. And, um, I, you know, I don't, I don't think that's necessarily to the detriment of the yeah. soundtrack. Um, it's four CDs long. Like there's tons of music. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to say like, I don't think there's anything like overall, I like the style of music that they're going for. Cause it is very, like, it, it's very different from what you'd normally hear in a lot of things. Like, yeah, there are some kind of more standard cinematic stuff, but especially like Aloy's themes and stuff, um, when they kind of do, well, and you mentioned this in the last episode that they tried specifically to make it so that it was unfamiliar, um, which I really enjoy. That being said, I don't think they're like, none of this particularly like stands out to me as like, oh, this is like incredible. You know, it's just, it's, it's good. It's solid. And it works well within the context of the world. I think in and of itself, a lot of the stuff isn't amazing to sit down and listen to like some of it's fun and i love aloy's theme and stuff like that but a lot of these like battle themes and stuff like that they're kind of boring um especially when you compare them to a game like final fantasy or something like that and i mean mind you this is an open world game so it's going to be different but certainly yeah when you compare it to a game like final fantasy where the battle music is just incredible um yeah it's not going to stack up necessarily but in and of itself it's okay it's not amazing um 
But that's fine. The soundtrack doesn't have to be like, you know, have to blow your socks off every time as long as it fits the world well and it fits the characters well. And I think we've described enough that, yeah, we think it it does do a really good job of or at least personally, I think it does a really good job of kind of grounding Aloy and separating the machines from the people and all of these different things. So I think the soundtrack does a really good job overall, um, even if I don't particularly love every aspect of it. That makes sense. Um, I think that maybe the word I would say is that it's not necessarily groundbreaking. Um, I see a lot about, oh, you know, like it's meant to sound so different. Um, I think that really they're talking about the way they approached writing it and the way they approached recording the instruments. And that's very cool. That's very clever. Um, I would say that, you know, it's impossible to separate yourself from how you've learned how to play an instrument or all of the music that you've listened to growing up, you know? So even if you try to play an instrument in a completely different way, you're still going to have these things that you've learned in your head, right? Like if you do what, you know, the blue men group are famous for doing, which is taking a massive hammer and hitting piano strings with it. Like it still sounds like a piano. It's just like being played differently. Right. Um, so I think like there's a little bit there where, um, you know, the instruments still sound like themselves. And I think that the praise for the soundtrack comes from um, how how much they wanted to stray away from just like a traditional performance of the instruments. And that's like what people focus on when they say that, yes, this is very different. This is um, very non-traditional. And I like that aspect too. So I think like well, I, I think they do a good job with respect to that. Yeah. I just don't think that any of the tracks are particularly stand out as like, I would really want to listen to this outside of the game. I think that this music resonates with me, though, um, because it is very, um, I don't know, like, I just find it so, you know, sometimes, well, not sometimes, all the time you make fun of me for listening to stuff that's weird. Um, and it's just, I like to listen to music that makes me wonder how it was put together like I want to be surprised and so I think that's why the soundtrack resonates with me really well um, because it's it is non-traditional on purpose and I think they yeah, do a good I, job I think that's one of its strongest strongest aspects to be, I agree. to be honest you know there's music in this that I wouldn't listen to because it is just mostly ambience or mostly drum loops right yeah and and again that kind of you know when you have a big open world game you're gonna have a ton of music um that's just for specific you know that fits within a specific context but isn't necessarily like a a banger yeah and you don't need all of your songs to be bangers um yeah obviously there there are examples where there are like if typical like final fantasy track lists are just incredible because you know nubuo ematsu is insane and he's like super good but that's that's also a different type of game as well. So you can't divorce the the music from the game. And I think this this fits the world very well and it's very interesting because this is an interesting world, the music is inter- interesting with the world and that's what's important. I agree. All right. So with that good discussion, let's hop on to our last track of the evening.
That was Victory, the song that plays basically the very end of the game once you defeat uh, the AI Hades, or so you think. Um, and, you know, this, I love this because it's got a lot of Aloy's theme. Again, this has the human voice in it, uh, the Julie Elvin's voice. Um, it has kind of the Hans Zimmer, like, in there. <laughs> Um, which are great. They really kind of sink you into it. There, there's a lot going on here, and I think it's it's really interesting. But basically, yeah, this is the victory theme for the end of the game. Um, so that's why it's basically like Aloy's theme amped up to 11. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, you've, you've done it. You have completed Aloy's journey for this game. So what are your thoughts, Mallory? That is exactly what's going on. Um, it's awesome. Okay, so when we talked about the first track in our playlist, A Boon. We talked about that there was a hint of a victory theme in that, right? Um, We can hear that in this track, but it's a little bit different. So it doesn't sound exactly the same, but it's played with the same instruments and it sounds, it's like almost Aloy's theme, but it's kind of like a victory theme, right? Um, And I think what happens with this track is that we don't really get... um, Aloy's original theme until about two and a half minutes in, like her complete theme. We're getting variations like up until that point. Like it, it is Aloy's theme, but it's not like a complete version or it's just a variation. Um, so it keeps building and building and building. And I think a lot of times when you get um, character themes towards the end of a game or or something like that, you'll hear the complete version of the theme pretty often, right? Like in a, in a victory track. I don't feel like I know a lot of examples where you have to wait until the end of the track, like the climax part of the track to get the full theme, right? I could be wrong. Um, The the theme could have played earlier on, but when I noticed the full complete um, uh, performance of it was like almost towards the end of the track. Um, But yeah, I mean, like we start out with basically what's going on with like a victory, victory theme, and it transitions into Aloy's theme. And I love that so much. And this, the the instrumentation in this is amazing. It's gorgeous. Um, I really love this. I mean, to me, this is like, I wanted to play this one last because we played um, the Cavalry last on the last episode. And that's a very victorious, almost like an end of game song as well. Um, it's not the end of the game, but it's like a really important moment in the game where like, you know, silence breaks in to help you um after you've just done like a really harrowing battle so to me though these two pieces are similar um because they you know they're both very triumphant but of course this one is like a relief right like you the game's done <laughs> you just went through like the one of the most difficult boss fights in the whole game and now you can celebrate and everything feels good you know hades is not an issue for now and this track is just really good <laughs> Yeah, I I love it. Um, You know, I don't think there's much more to add to this from what we've said about the other tracks because it is kind of a culmination of everything that we've heard so far, right? Yeah. It's it's a it's it's just 
it's a, it's the victory theme plus Aloy's theme plus like just this added oomph that uh, that really just drives it home. You did. I it. agree. Congratulations. It's so good. Um. So yeah, in, enjoy listening to that, and um, of course that is our uh, our episode for this week yeah. unless uh mallory you have anything you'd like to add yes. about horizon um the sound design in this game is amazing and we've talked about it a little bit um i don't i don't i've been thinking that we should probably do an episode on sound design in the future because um that's something i really love and i think it's worth going into for some different games and like games that we really like and if you're not familiar sound design is you know that could be creating the ambience in a level to creating the footsteps of your player, right? So sound effects, ambience, things like that. Um, and in this game especially, we talked about it a little bit earlier, where when you're using the focus, things are amplified and, um, you know, there's a lot of spatial audio in this game. Um, and you can kind of figure out where machines are around you based on that. And so... Um, it's just kind of a funny story. This isn't like a real like analysis or anything, but I, I mean, I really love the sound design in this game and, and the way that they've uh, made the machine sound a little bit like actual animals. There is a type of bird that lives in my neighborhood that sounds, it, it, that is like the sample of the long leg attack. Like there's this attack that the long leg does where it's like, it sounds like it's like a, like a laser beam sound kind of thing. But actually, when I'm outside in my neighborhood, I hear the bird making that call. And it's like, <laughs> immediately, I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you know, I'm like in the middle of a battle in real life. <laughs> That's actually really funny. And so sound design <laughs> is one of those things. And this is a problem if you're a musician and you use samples, like a sample library. Okay, Patrick, let me tell you. If you use sample libraries at all and you listen to them enough and you go and listen to the radio or you play a game where like, you know, there's a bunch of sound libraries being used, you're going to recognize it. A lot of times people will just drop stuff in there. I'm not saying that's what they did for this game, but I'm saying there's other instances where if I'm listening to the radio, which rarely happens, <laughs> but if I'm listening to the radio, I can pick out samples from sample libraries um, like guitar riffs or something that I've heard in a sample library. Um, and so you start to recognize these things and you get you get an ear for it if you're interested in like sound design or music or whatever. So it's just kind of funny. Um, it's not something that I think a lot of people notice, but I certainly do. And so that's very amusing to me that there's a bird that lives near me that sounds like a long leg. <laughs> that is another great anecdote by Mallory <laughs> Thank Lesher. You. Uh, we get at least one per episode. At least one. Usually they're complete trash. Thank you. Uh, in this case, still complete I trash. I thought you were going to say complete nonsense because um, that's really what they are. I mean, everything you say is complete nonsense. Okay. But your anecdotes in particular are just a total waste of time. Appreciated. A healer. <laughs> Um, and by the way, I completely misspoke earlier. Um, I called I called Striders Grazers because I said I would ride around on Grazers, but that's not true. I rode around on Striders, but that was at the beginning of the episode. So if you forgot that I messed up and you didn't notice, 
And I just told you I messed up. That's my bad. Fun fact, if you remember from The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring, Aragorn's original name is Strider. <laughs> I don't know why I felt the need. Um, so, Was that a stupid anyway. Patrick anecdote? <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Look, I'm allowed to have dumb anecdotes, okay, too. Okay, well, yeah, no, you should you should tell more. One, more one, you get, uh, you're allowed one an episode. So that was, I'm glad you used yours. That was it. Today. Yeah, I did. Saved it till the end, but, you know, save the best for last. That's what they all say. You're allowed um, a handful of really bad puns and one anecdote every episode. A handful. That could be any number. A handful. Some people's say- some people's hands are very big. Shaq has large yes, hands. Yes, I'm a pianist, and I, I, can eat, I can reach an 11th. So a handful of puns for me is probably like 20. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because puns are definitely have a particular size and volume. Yes, of course. Um, 20 little ones. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, okay. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Just the Jams, the podcast where we deep dive into all things video game music. And perhaps in the future, we'll do some sound design episodes. We'll obviously have to work out the logistics of how that would actually work because we'd kind of have to pull the sounds from the games and stuff like that. Uh, So that might be a little more difficult. Uh, Something definitely easier said than done, but we'll, we'll figure it out because, you know. Mallory, uh, she does good work. Speaking of Mallory, uh, if people want to know more about your good work, uh, where can they find you? Um, well, if you want to know about my sound design work, um, so Rated M for Mallory is my handle on Twitter and Instagram and SoundCloud and all that. Um, so those are good places to connect with me. Um, Patrick, where can they find you and or Just the Jams? Well, Just the Jams can be found uh, just about everywhere uh you can find us on instagram at just why'd you do that i was drinking water when you said that (laughs) i know that was uh, so stupid (laughs) i know okay 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 um yeah uh we're on instagram at just the jams podcast we are on twitter at just the jams uh you can email us at just the jams podcast at gmail.com you can find us on soundcloud and soundcloud.com slash just the jams uh someday we'll have youtube.com slash just the jams or just the jams podcast i'm not sure which one it actually is yeah Um, that'll be coming up but whenever we yeah whenever we get it big enough uh we'll get that url um and uh yeah so i run our twitter account which is why we barely ever tweet um so if you want to talk to me personally you can talk there or you know uh mallory knows what's going on with that so if you ever have anything important to say um i you can send a tweet to her directly at rated m for mallory or send a tweet uh at just the jams and she'll hear it um yeah, so uh, we'll be back next week, same place, same time. Uh, we have a great show next week. I don't want to uh, break the mystery, but it'll be a very exciting. I know exactly what it is. Mallory doesn't, actually. Yeah, I do. So she's going to be really excited to hear Didn't about it. Didn't we already no, talk about what it was going to be? We did, but it's changed. It cha- How can you change it on me? I need to listen to the songs. <laughs> it's got some, there's some some news that uh, that has broken that has, we want to dive into this. Um, so you'll be really excited because this is some of the best. Uh, so thank you very much for listening and we'll be back next week. Mm-hmm.